welcome to the latest episode of EG Like Sunday Morning. I'm in jubilant mood after waiting a lifetime for England to finally win a semi-final, and I hope that my guests are similarly cock-a-hoop. This week, they are office guru Alex Daniel and making a long-awaited return to EGLSM, editor Sam McClary. So before we do get to the football, sorry, Sam, I thought we should offer you a huge welcome back. How does it feel to be back at work? And and for all those readers and listeners who have missed you so much these last few weeks, what have you been up to? I mean, I'm sure there are thousands, if not millions of listeners out there who have been pining uh, for me to stay away uh, so they don't have to listen to me or read any of my diatribes. Uh, I have been away in the beautiful, beautiful country of Scotland, uh, where uh, I've come back with panda eyes and some <laughs> very um, suspect sort of farmer farmer tans. Um, so it was beautiful weather up there, and I believe it was I was going to say pissing it down, which you're not allowed to say, but I've said it now. I believe it was raining uh, in in the, in England um, while I was away. But no, a wonderful trip walking across the Highlands, um, which I'm just I'm just going to do a bit of tourism work for tourism scotland yeah nobody needs to go nobody needs to go away it's an amazing country Mm. you don't need to go to the alps they've got beautiful beautiful mountains you don't need to go looks like norway or somewhere it's phenomenal phenomenal and they do you know great whiskey which we (laughs) which we sampled a bit of and which i'm sure um, you needed to because you covered quite some ground we did 315 kilometers uh, and I discovered actually that while I ride my bike a lot, I like to think I'm, you know, reasonably fit. Mm. That doesn't make your feet very strong, okay. and um, it's quite painful at times mm. walking with a backpack. So I damaged my feet a little bit, but they're okay. And luckily, I use my hands to type. So, <laughs> and I, I guess you must have been in Scotland for the the big clash. Scotland we were. It was day one of our mm. trip actually and um well that was a really boring game wasn't it and I did try I did try and watch in a pub yeah um and yeah nobody was really very interested so and we had a big big walk to do the next day so I went <laughs> to bed early I'm afraid to say uh and no sooner do you return than England make it into a tournament final for the first time in 55 years so so have you caught the footy fever now Sam do you want the honest answer? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No. Uh, yes, no, I can't get that excited about it, I'm afraid. Not when the Tour de France is on, which is always more exciting than football. Uh, certainly, with, well, the, the, the big crash that they had a, a week or so ago, that looked very exciting. Uh, the big but... crash, Cavs so close. Is he going to... Is he going to beat Eddie Merckx's record of, of stage wins? I think he is. We all have a bit of Cavs. I have genuinely no idea. So, Alex, come on. I want, I want to hear the excitement. Uh, uh, give me your thoughts on, on the semi-final win and the excruciating night that we, we no doubt have ahead of us against Italy later on this evening, on oh, Sunday evening. Absolutely. Later on this evening, just a couple of hours, I'm getting so nervous. And, I mean, it, I, I'm not lying because even as we record this uh, several days before, I am very nervous about this. Mm. Uh, final against Italy um, but oh my god it is fantastic isn't it I mean <laughs> I'm most, not I'm most. not old enough to remember Italia 90 Euro 96 um, a lot of the heartbreak 
um, of the 90s. Yeah. Um, but I do remember watching England beat Germany 5-1 in 2001, I think it was, in a World Cup qualifier and thinking, oh, this is how it goes. This is this is how things work. <laughs> and then having sort of 20 years of just utter crap since yeah. then. Um, but no, this is fantastic. Um, all hail uh, St. Gareth Southgate. Um, I think, to be honest, it will be a pretty big, um, pretty big victory whether we win or not um, on Sunday. Um, I think this England I think team so. has yeah, a lot of demons. Yeah, it's a team to be proud of for so many reasons. Uh, so I think, uh, you know, whether we win or lose, uh, and it will be torture either way. Uh, yeah, I, I agree. And, and just to bring things back a little bit uh, in a real estate direction. Uh, so, you know, sporting success of this kind is is a bit of a, a rare event. Um, and it, it does, when it happens, it brings about a real feel-good factor across the nation. And of course, at the minute, that's coupled with uh, the excitement that of, of many uh, over the, you know, the continued loosening of, of COVID measures and, and, you know, Freedom Day coming up. So in your expert opinions, does that sense of, of national joy have a property impact? And would the, would, would, would the after effects of an England win or even, as Alex says, you know, just a final appearance, which is incredible enough, could that really start things booming again? So I think we all know how well football players are paid, right? And if they win, <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty sure all of their salaries will get bumped a little bit. Um, I don't know when transfer dates are. That's usually when they get even more money, isn't it? And we do know also that they're very interested in property investment oh, yeah, yeah. And, not, and not just buying Swiss houses, but, you know, we've seen a lot of them get really involved in regeneration mm. and and the commercial side. So maybe from that point of view, we might we might see a real tangible impact on on our little little world. But yeah, I think sentiment goes a goes a long way. And we're already seeing it seeing it pick up aren't we with them and Alex you can you can talk about this better than than I can because you're covering the the London market and you you know we've seen quite a lot of activity over um recent weeks and and months and I can only see that picking up further as as people feel more and more confident and maybe that's brought about by a sense of joy um from sporting success and just the opening up of the the world again yeah, I agree. I think um, there's there's a couple of points to it, actually. This, there's a far more nuanced point than, than perhaps might be thought in this. Firstly, will Jack Grealish buy half of the West Midlands um, and redevelop it if England win the World Cup? The answer, uh, the England win the Euros, I wish. Um, the yeah, answer, next year, we'll deal with the World Cup next year. We'll deal with the World Cup next year. Um, the answer to that is probably yes, so tick. Um, the second one is, yeah, the sentiment issue. Although no one will get any work done on Monday um, if <laughs> we win. Um, sorry, Sam. Um, <laughs> there will, I think sentiment, as Sam said, really does go a long way. Um, I think London 2012 is a really good yeah. example of that. And also um, football stadiums are big in property as well. We've seen Spurs stadium um in the last few years um also the arsenal stadium uh everton are developing a new one aren't they as well um the new wembley obviously was a massive story um over the last couple of decades quintain are doing a lot of work around that now um i think the national football team doing well obviously has a real impact on um this stuff um in the broader property world 
probably not that much but people feeling better it kind of you know has a part to play in people feeling generally a bit better about the world and especially after um the lifting of the work from home guidance planned lifting of the work from home guidance which i think is going to have a real impact um, and it's really you know i'll spare you my views on the government's sort of handling of the lifting of restrictions more broadly but that is really good news for um property investors um property agents um real estate investment trusts um all the rest of it it really brings tangible benefits um it you know city centers uh will get all the things that these people love um footfall um building occupancy and ultimately stronger rents and we've seen we've we've seen a bit of that already haven't we with your with your um big scoop this week actually alex in that Clifford Chance, while they are, you know, going to be reducing the size of their office, they're not reducing it by as much as they, um, or as I would have expected if they're saying, hey, we only expect 50% occupancy at any one time in this space. So there is still, there is that confidence, I suppose, for the for the office market to take that, okay, yeah, people might play around with their office space a bit, but it's still going to be largely healthy. I think you're probably right. And I think the phrase playing around with office space is kind of key to that. I mean, the Clifford Chance story, obviously, you know, it, it is actually a bit of a kind of complicated issue as to whether they, you know, how much they are downsizing. Operationally, they don't actually use anywhere near all of their one million square foot Canary Wharf headquarters. They sublet a huge amount to Deutsche Bank. Um, there is also quite a lot being advertised at the moment as well um on agency websites and um that means that Clifford Chance has got surplus space and they're getting rid of it it more means that they don't really want to be a landlord um at that building anymore if they're looking to move away and I should stress that staying there is still on the table but um yeah they've got a big requirement out for 300 to 4,000 300,000 to 400,000 square foot of office space and interestingly they're looking away from Canary Wharf and although sentiment, you know, what does it mean for sentiment? It's hard to say. But if they were to move away from Canary Wharf, they're a real linchpin occupier um, on that estate. And Canary Wharf Group will probably bend over backwards in an effort to keep Clifford Chance there. Um, if they move away, then that really does um, mean something, I think, in terms of that broader shift um, for that area as an attractive or not as the case may be business district in london now alex you, you might have uh, spared us your your personal views on, on the government's handling of of uh, coronavirus restrictions but sam has not spared the government her views of its handling of the real estate sector uh, in this week's leader uh, I, I see you you've, you've been giving Voice once more to your frustrations, Sam, and I hope uh, it hasn't killed your your post-holiday buzz too much. Never. I, lo I love um, sort of um, pick, picking fights with the government. But it's just, yeah, yet again, I think, um, you know, this the latest um, proposal uh, this time around, um, a residential tax, not a commercial tax, is just uh, another signal of, of government not taking the time to understand how real estate works and that it's not uh, just how multifaceted it is and how different bits of it work in different ways. So this is the um, 
residential property developer tax, which um, our very own Emma Rossa has christened the the Resi Devi Levy, mm -hmm. but yeah. um, I'm not allowed to call it that apparently because it's it's not its real name, but it's much better. Um, and which is uh, is being applied across all residential development and has been sort of um, put forward in a way that is based on the sort of traditional house builder um, se sector uh, and could very easily sort of stymie all the investment that we're seeing going into um, built to rent, which we know from our own uh, research is, is huge, and the um, purpose-built student uh, accommodation sector. So consultation on the tax is open at the moment. The BPF has been very vocal about how damaging this can be to um, those two sectors that are really, really important um, for government in its levelling up agenda because they bring investment and people into town centres um, and obviously um, student accommodation providers and PTR <laughs> developers are, are a bit upset about it as, as well. But you know, it, I guess there's a, a call from us at EG to say to anyone who is active in that market, the consultation closes on the 22nd of this month. Make sure you get your voice heard to government because they need to listen and they need to understand that um, they can't just do these blanket tax taxes we all we all know that there is a big gaping hole in the uk um finances and we need to fill it and yes of course there's going to be tax rises and we're we're all gonna um have to help out a little bit after 15 months of um rishi's magic money money tree but you know you've got to you've got to think sensibly about this and what the unintended con consequences might be because we we also need a huge amount of investment to go back into our our towns and, and city centers so yeah a plea from us and from me to to our industry to speak up and speak up with a unified voice and for government to just for once just listen to us well, boris once. has got his hands full at the moment pretending to care about footer so uh uh, any other highlights uh, to pick out this week? Oh gosh, I think you know it's another rampacked magazine and, and website, isn't it? It's really hard to mm. pick out, pick out things, but you know there's well, there's a lot. We've going got a on. carousel, Sam. We've got a carousel on the website that shows just how much we've got going going on, and is um, uh, you know, if people are bored of watching the football, they can just sit in front of um the. EG, uh, EGI news homepage or legal page and just sit there and watch stories move by. I might be I might be sat doing that on Monday, just weeping. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's a way to spend the day, I say. <laughs> um, so time for the quiz. And I, I don't know if you tuned in uh, last week. I, I imagine it was top of your things to do list the moment you logged on, Sam. Um, but we have a slightly new format. Oh, the quiz is now competitive. Oh, it's a no. mini mini penalty shootout format. Three questions each. I am screwed. Sam, <laughs> would you like the odd numbers or the even numbers? Oh, uh, odd, please. Odd numbers. You're going to go first. Uh, which which some some you know in a penalty shootout is often seen as a as a as a psychological advantage. We'll we'll see how it plays out. So question one: Which famous retailer has a before we get sorry before we go? Can I just um, put a caveat in or a disclaimer that when I got back on Monday, I had 28,000 unread emails 
in my clutter which at EG a lot of the good stuff goes in clutter and like almost 6,000 unread emails in my inbox so I might not be quite as on it as I should be. <laughs> now, most of your week has been spent reading emails but let's see <laughs> if you found time to, to read any of our wonderful content. So which famous retailer has abandoned plans for a megastore close to Brighton and opted to sell the land instead? I believe this might be Ikea. Oh, Ikea. Is Ikea, Ikea indeed, uh, citing fast-changing customer shopping habits for its decision. Okay, so Alex, your first question is 1-0 to Sam. Another high street name has seen its flagship Cardiff store bought by private equity group Topland for £23.2 million. Which one? Oh, God. Um, is it... No, it's not Whitbread, is it? Whitbread's um we're doing a, an hq scheme it's not and uh, unlike unlike harry kane last night there's no chance of a rebound i'm afraid in a penalty shootout sam would you would you have got that one was it mns it was mns yes sam oh, is on yeah. fire clearly you know you a lot of these stories were emailed to you uh this week <laughs> i get i do get the am and pm alert <laughs> uh okay sam your second question okay this is the missing words question oh no uh, can you fill in the blank? And the headline is blank man. Blank man. Is it demolition man? It isn't demolition man. It's a good oh. answer. It's a good answer. Alex, would you would you have had any idea? I wouldn't have done. Is this uh, your is this your EG interview? It is my EG interview. Yes. Which, which I looked at, and why didn't I not remember the headline? Tell me what it is. Uh, the, the headline is Reformation Man. But, uh, my oh, EG oh, interview come on. with. Professor Nick Hopkins about the potential areas of law reform to be covered by the Law Commission in its 14th programme. OK, Alex, question two. Missing words. Can mm -hmm. you fill in the blank? We need to talk about blank. We need to talk about blank. I feel like I really need to know this one. <laughs> it is maybe slightly tough. It does. It does come from the legal and professional section, I have to admit. OK. Um, but it is prominently featured on our carousel right now, uh, the, the the EG legal carousel. Is it the one with the picture of a toilet? <laughs> Sadly not. <laughs> um, is it uh, something to do with vacant possession? It is not. It is. Uh, we uh, Sam, do you know? Kevin. <laughs> it would be good good if it was uh we need to talk about the green belt uh this is simon ricketts writing uh for lmp on the urgent need for green belt reform okay so it's still do you think we do need to talk about the green belt i feel like we talk about the green belt a lot <laughs> do we need to talk about brownfield land and building on that better i i think part of what he discusses is that that part that, that some of what's in the green belt is not green brownfield. it's brown yeah. and yeah, yeah but but anyway one nil Final question. It's the diary question. Uh, so, Sam, two universities finished joint top of the latest Uni Homes League table for student accommodation rental demand. Can you name one of them? Bristol. Bristol is not one. So, no. Alex, I was going to ask you, can you name the other? So this to tie the penalty shootout, can you name one of the top two in the league table for student accommodation rental demand, which university could be up there? Um, oh God, Manchester? No, it was uh, the University of Cambridge and the University of St Andrews were tied at the top. So Sam triumphs 1-0. 
Do I not get half a point for knowing M&S? Uh, well, I mean, you, can, you can triumph one and a half nil if you really want to, but yes. a, a victory is a victory. It is a win's a win. So you get bragging rights for the week. Excellent. Alex, look, Alex looks deflated. Abomination. A zero I hope this is an omen. in the quiz this week. <laughs> this is awful. I'm never going to live it down, especially not after Pui with her endless five out of fives. <laughs> Uh, so, um, Sam, uh, that leaves us a little bit of time for you to run us through what we might have coming up on the EG podcast channel this week. I knew you were going to ask me that question. Of course, I don't know the answer. Uh, loads? Loads. Great. Fantastic. <laughs> really good stuff. Let me have a look. Um, bear with us. Well, we've had a lot, haven't we? We have um, had a lot. Well, actually, a, a quiet week next week. Um, the wonderful Graham Schoen is uh, going to be delivering his the next episode of the No Filter podcast, mm-hmm. um, which uh, is going to be a, a look at some uh, research that he's been doing into life sciences and opportunities around life sciences. So that is bound to to be interesting. And then, of course, you're back on, on Sunday. I will be back next Sunday. Hopefully busy. still in a jubilant mood. Who knows? Who knows? Uh, do you want to do you want to leave us with some, dare I say, predictions, Alex? Predictions for the football? Yeah. Oh my God! I think it's going to go to penalties. You know. I do. I, I, just I have a sinking feeling that we haven't had that much drama yeah. uh, last night. Uh, sorry, uh, Wednesday night against Denmark <laughs> was um, quite dramatic and nail biting, but it wasn't too bad. You know, in the end, we got the job done. I think it's going to go to penalties and yeah. it's going to be absolutely horrible. I thought Italy, Spain was nailed on to finish 1 1 and go to penalties. Uh, and it wasn't surprised that Italy won. And I have a feeling that this, this one could go all the way as well. Sam, do you want to share I your? Have, I have a prediction that mm. half of the EG team will be entirely useless to me on Monday <laughs> morning. And, even more uh, so than usual. Even more so than usual, but I'm gonna not let them get away with it and play loud music and um, shout at them all day. <laughs> Alex. <laughs> okay, so uh, speaking of loud music, uh, you have been listening to EG Like Sunday Morning. Sam, it's what they've been waiting EG, for. EG Like Sunday Morning. Thanks, Lionel.